Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today I'm going to fill you in on all of the news that you might have missed over the weekend. Today's episode is a bit of a heavy one, so just proceed with caution, if you will. Uh, There will be a trigger warning upon the second segment, but I have you covered for all of your news and notes around the league today. And please be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. And like I had mentioned, the Flames have added depth to uh, their bottom six. They have signed yet another uh, former Vancouver Canuck. Uh, This time it is Josh Levo. He has uh, signed a one-year deal with the Flames. And I think that this will obviously be great because, you know, you need that bottom six to kind of, I don't want to say rotate, but you have to have good depth there because players get injured. You know, you have to shake up the lines a little bit and, you know, really figure out a system that works and lines that work um, throughout the regular season and potentially create some buzz for the postseason. But uh, Levo actually suffered a fractured kneecap during a December home game against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights last year, and it ended his breakout season simply 36 games in. So it's very disappointing to see that. I mean, you know, an injury like that is hard. You know, you see guys who start rehabbing it and they break it again because it's still, you know, repairing. But it looks like uh, Levo has been trending kind of, you know, steadily and working his way back. And in the last two seasons, uh, so both were cut short for him or he played um, less games the season prior to this one, he tallied 37 points. So if you look at it, that's basically one season with 37 points. That's a decent amount, I would say, for a guy on the bottom six. If he's healthy, I see a lot of hope in him. I think that he'll come back with, obviously, a fire lit under him. It's so much um, work to come back from any injury, but especially one like that, I cannot imagine trying to just the frustration that goes into being injured. I know that I have had uh, non-sports-related injuries, but you know a few that have taken me to physical therapy and... I do not have (laughs) the strength that so many athletes have, and props to them, really. I think that it's a testament to um, their dedication to the game. And like I said, I think the Flames' bottom six is going to have some stiff competition, and there will be a lot of rotation. There's a lot of depth there now, so it'll be very good to you know, tweak the lines and kind of see what, uh, you know, Jeff Ward's going to play around with and, you know, what uh, the special teams might look like and things like that. But that also kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit because if they're signing this many depth players uh, for their bottom six, it makes me wonder if they're lacking confidence in their prospects down in uh, Stockton because, Obviously, you're going to have (laughs) uh, depth players, but then, you know, you see a lot of teams kind of 
call up guys from their AHL team to make a start or two while one of their regular starters is bumped and bruised. So I'm kind of wondering if there's something going on down there that we don't know about, or if it's, you know, not that deep and I'm just making it deeper than it needs to be. (laughs) But with all of these new signings, the Flames have announced uh, new numbers that um, the signings will wear. Uh, Joakim Nordstrom will wear uh, number 20. Uh, Josh Levo is going to wear uh, 27. Louis Domingue will wear 70. And Nesterov will wear 89. Um, I, I, I don't have any takes on, <laughs> you know, the numbers. I think that uh, it's cool that Nordstrom gets to keep his old number. I don't really know <laughs> if anybody else has changed their number or not. But, you know, best of luck to all of these players. And, you know, I think we should take a look at uh, the Stockton Heat at some point this offseason and evaluate what what the Flames have going on down there. But coming up next, I do have the latest scandal to come out of Arizona uh, to cover for you and break down and kind of discuss why hockey is... <laughs> Not for everyone, but first a word from our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is, you know, something that I, we talk about weekly on this show, and it is a staple really in my life because, you know, it's a, it's a quick snack. It is something that has become just something quick I can throw in my bag, whether it be for work, the gym, while I'm running errands, and it fills me up and. I don't feel like I'm eating a bar of sandpaper or dirt when I'm consuming this wonderful, delicious protein bar. Uh, It's 100% covered in chocolate, and it's not bad for you, which is wonderful because, you know, when you're eating chocolate, you know, you might say, oh, you know, like, uh, I really shouldn't do this. But with Built Bar, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, Built Bar is great for somebody who's healthy conscious, who wants to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're really great for keto diets as well. Uh, There's 18 amazing flavors and six new ones. So some of the new ones are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Uh, I really want to try the carrot cake because oh my goodness I am a sucker for carrot cake and my favorites from the original 12 are raspberry peanut butter banana bread salted caramel orange and uh, peanut butter brownie so please like definitely if you give these a try please let me know over on twitter but first what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to visit builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order not just your first order but your next order as well use promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me over on Twitter. You can find me at Jessica Belmosto. So uh, before we proceed, I just want to drop a trigger warning about racism and just violence, really. Um, 
this is been very heavy to read and to sit with and kind of process but um I you know I understand if you don't want to listen through this but um feel free to skip ahead to the oh excuse me the final segment but uh today the news came out about an Arizona Coyotes draftee um his name his last name's Miller I really don't even want to say his name because of how disgusting this is. Um, He was involved in a rather uh, heinous situation at the age of 14. Uh, I feel like calling it an incident is underselling it, so let's call it what it is. It was probably a hate crime. Um, Miller forced, before we jump further ahead, um, I do just want to list off the facts that um, the student involved, uh, the victim here is Isaiah Meyer uh, Crothers, who is a black developmentally uh, delayed student who went to school with Miller, and he is four years behind uh, developmentally. So this took place when they were 14. So uh, Meyer Crothers was at, like, mentally 10, if that makes sense. Um, he was forced to lick a push pop that had been rolled around in a urinal and later on would go on to be tested for STDs and HIV. Uh, it was reported to the police that those tests came back negative. I can't, like, it's sickening. I'm sorry. And the victim goes on to talk about how the draftee used racial slurs towards him, and they grew up in a white suburb, uh, a white, uh, I believe it was called, uh, suburb of Toledo in um, Ohio. And wow, it just, it makes me sick. I, you know, I'm sorry. There just, there aren't many words for this. Um, The next part really broke my heart. He pretended to be my friend and made me do things I did not want to do. In junior high, I got beat up by him. Everyone thinks it's so cool that he gets to go to the NHL, but I don't see how someone can be cool when you pick on someone and bully them or bully someone your entire life. Um, you know, I, th- <laughs> I calling it bullying doesn't even do it justice in my eyes. I mean, I was bullied and it was a lot less severe than this, and it left a mark on me. I cannot imagine how horrific it must be to experience literal racism and violence <laughs> at the hands of somebody who pretends to be your friend. And oh my goodness, it's just so upsetting. And it's reported that Arizona knew about these incidences as well. Um, the draftee and another teenager were brought to court because they violated the Ohio Safe School Act. The other boy that was brought to court uh, broke down in tears, apologizing to Isaiah. And um, outside of the court-mandated letter, uh, the draftee never apologized to him, uh, but has done so to 31 NHL teams. How convenient. Um, And, you know, people are saying, oh, this is cancel culture. We all did stupid things at 14. But personally, um, no other 14-year-old that I, like, 
you know, I've worked with kids. I've been a 14-year-old. I don't know any 14-year-old who has done such awful things like this. I don't know any 14-year-old or anybody really in my life that has just taken things to this level. Um, you know, my when my brother was 14, he, he was doing stupid stuff, you know, at the back of the school bus and on field trips and things like that. Um, you know, my dad used to get into fights at Fenway Park when he was 14. Um, when I was 14, I was crying over One Direction and Taylor Swift. And, you know, I was talking to my friends and they were like, yeah, you know, like we, we know better by the age of seven or eight, like we know right from wrong. And, you know, I don't know if this is just something that he grew up around and is so deeply rooted in him, but this isn't like a one-off situation. It went on for a very long time. And I think that it is disgusting (laughs) that people are out here accepting an apology that is not meant for them. And it's not about him, you know, being canceled. Um, It's just ironic that um, a wonderful, wonderful league that is the NHL that preaches hockey is for everyone, uh, you know, let this slide under their radar. And he was still draftable. You know, they have the do not draft list. And um, he was actually placed on it by elite prospects. And I believe that's because they knew about the situation. And there are a lot of people that did know. Um, They might not have known the extent, but I know a couple of reporters in Arizona have come forward and said, you know, um, we knew that there was a situation, but we never knew the extent of it. So that's great. Um, You know, hiding information like that is just wonderful. But uh, I digress, and if I could really do a whole show based off of this, and I really don't want to drown you with negativity even more than this world is currently dealing with. So coming up next, um, well, I have another sad uh, sad segment, uh, but this one is filled with some heartwarming moments uh, regarding the Oilers' um, heartbeat of the locker room, Joey Moss passing away. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. So today the Oilers announced that their dear friend and colleague, uh, Joey Moss, has passed away. Uh, On behalf of the entire Oilers organization, I would like to express our deepest condolences to the Moss family and Joey's many friends in our community and across North America. Joey was an amazing person whose true passion and dedication to the Oilers organization, players, and love of the game touched countless members of the hockey community. Joey's legacy is not only in the locker room, but throughout all of oil country. He will forever he will be forever remembered for the amazing impact he made on people along the way. We will miss you, Mosser, a true champion. And that uh, was released by the Edmonton Oilers head equipment manager, Jeff Lang. And Wayne Gretzky um, also came out and said, 
On behalf of all the players who had the honor to get to know him, we are so saddened to hear the news of Joey's passing. We were all lucky enough to be part of his life for a lot of years. His love for life always brought a smile to anyone who met him, whether it was a a coffee before practice or a big hug after a great win or a tough loss. He put life into perspective. He will be missed but not forgotten. Uh, Joey... um, he Joey worked in the organization uh, starting back in the 1984-85 season. He is the 12th of 13 children, and he was born with Down syndrome. And starting with the Oilers, he became the backbone of the uh, organization. Uh, Joey could Joey was always helping out around, you know, the practice facilities, whether it be um, you know the start of training camp to the end of every season. Joey looked after cleaning the dressing room, team laundry, the handling of towels and water for the games and practices, and helping uh, distribute the equipment. He has become an inspiration for a lot of current and former Edmonton Oilers due to his upbeat attitude, work ethic, and sense of humor, and his wonderful smile. He bonded with many Oilers players and staff over the years, staying overnight at their houses, watching wrestling, and eating hamburgers. Um, he, he was actually a key member of the four or five Stanley Cup championship seasons. Joey was always, um, in the seat behind his, behind the bench where he belted out the loudest and proudest version of O Canada prior to every home game. Honestly, I, you know, I love that. I, the Canadian national anthem slaps. It's so good. And each season, the Oilers conclude training camp with a presentation of the Moss Cup to the winners of the annual inter-squad game 